0: Wayne, come in. Sit down. Sit your ass down. God damn, Wayne. I've had words for your music before, but with this new fucking mixtape, I have no choice but to say that this is THE MOST AWESOME mixtape I've ever heard. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Boy, oh boy. I feel like we're going to be disagreeing a little bit later on in the show. But first of all, (laughs) where do we go from here? You want to talk about um, Super Bowl? I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. (laughs) Justin Timberlake can kind of eat a dick. He can eat a whole fucking bag of dicks.
0: Dude, that shit pissed me off so goddamn fucking much. Okay, so, first of all, he had this fucking pedestrian-ass performance, pushing no envelope whatsoever. And, like, alright, if you're not gonna do that, at least make a memorable show. Like, the one thing he did that was interesting was the microphone thing, where he, like, moved it around slightly awkwardly. Like, he wasn't fully into, uh, fully integrated into the, uh, the mechanics of the microphone moving around, you know?
1: Oh. See, then, I think like, it was a few years ago, Timberlake got, like, what, the Video Vanguard? Award yeah, yeah, and uh, the VMAs and did essentially the same thing like a uh. It's a medley of all my old hits, you know, and it's gonna go on for way too fucking long The only thing I'm hearing anybody talk about from his performance is the kid with the cell phone is What's the fucking meme of the kid who JT took a selfie with oh, and yeah, then it cuts yeah, back yeah. to the kid And he looks so fucking confused and it's become a meme because it looks like the kid didn't want the selfie. So one of my favorite ones was the left side of the picture of him looking through his phone. And on the right side, it just has him with his Google open Googling who is Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, dude, in 2018, look, look. All right. I got some words. We went from, what was it, two years ago? That was the fucking Bruno, Beyonce, Coldplay thing, am I right? And that fucking tore the place down. Coldplay was there. Bruno fucking (laughs) brought it, and then Beyonce comes out, a world premiere of Formation, Fast forward to the next year, Lady Gaga with her medley of her hits jumping off the stage at the end, which is still kind of a meme. That blew me away. That was in my top three favorite performances. And then they announced Justin Timberlake. And it's like, um, all right. So what's he going to do? I can, I know for a fact he isn't going to do shit from that new album because Nobody's talking about that shit. (laughs) So it's all gonna be 2008 and back. Except, did he do suit and tie?
0: Yeah, for for a a verse. I thought he was gonna bring out Jay-Z.
1: That's the thing. No, because uh, Jay-Z said he wasn't gonna perform at the Super Bowl because of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I respect. Which kind of makes Justin Timberlake kind of look like a dick. (laughs) oh yeah it sure <laughs> like, does we know you know just we know you know jay-z dude
1: like <laughs> it, did, did you see that um uh tmz asked cardi b when she was gonna do the super bowl and she said the same damn thing she was like not until they rehire colin kaepernick and it was like you know what cardi i i had issue with that ignorant shit you said about offset or quavo whatever the fuck but you know what I'm just going to accept and I'm going to sit back and admit that hey maybe you're just innocently harmlessly ignorant about some things and overall you're pretty fucking cool. So look, I'm some cool. Some people with her. is
0: ignorant. All right, look, some people's just ignorant. I, right? you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have hate in their heart, they just ignorant. What were we just
1: talking about? Justin Timberlake. About?
0: Oh, yeah. So Forgetful-ass Justin, Justin Timberlake. Dude, <laughs> like, as I was trying to remember, I was like, I know Prince has something to do with it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Justin Timberlake. Oh,
1: God. Uh, it was that bland, huh?
0: Oh, my God. Like, dude. So they had Prince, you know, with the with the big sort of uh, flailing sheet thing. And they put up a purple thing for Prince, you know. And, uh... And and they had him doing, like, a remix of I Would Die For You. Oh, with, no. Um, one of Justin Timberlake's songs. Oh. And it was like, you know, it was like, it's not that bad of a mashup, but it just feels really inappropriate. Like, you know, like, we're, I, we're having all these issues, apparently, with his estate and, like, the, the label controlling his shit and not, like, listening to his wishes. So, like, to perform his music live, and apparently, originally, they were gonna do a, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, like, the 2 hologram. hologram thing? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that shit would have not been cool.
1: Yeah, when I first saw it, Justin Timberlake is gonna perform with a Prince hologram. And I, I first saw the quote from Prince, where he had said that, uh, someone asked him about performing holograms. And he was like, uh, he basically said that he thought that shit was, uh, satanic. Because Prince is, like, deeply spiritual oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about that shit. So he said, A, it's, it's satanic. And B, he said, if I was meant to perform with Duke Ellington, we would have been born at the same time. Or we would have been alive at the same time. Oh, and that man. was basically drawing a line in the sand. So people were immediately pointing to that shit. Which, yeah. I don't know if that was a well-known quote before. But people dug that up really fast. And I just started to think, right? Like, first of all, I was like, that'd be some serious bullshit. Nobody wants to see that. That's in really poor taste. Then afterwards, I couldn't help but think, how many people does it take? How long does it take to program a holographic performance? I don't, I'm not saying I wanted to see it, but man, you know there are some people that spent so long working on that shit <laughs> making sure it was perfect because they love Prince, they wanted to honor him and they were like, no, this is going to have every little detail of his performance, he's going to be sliding around on his knees he's going to be dancing, he's going to be doing that one thing where he moves his feet slightly and he like works his hands in front of his face he's going to be doing all that shit, and then they're like <laughs> day of, it was like, no, 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 no no. we're, uh, we're, we're nixing that entire idea, we're just going to project him on a sheet and they're like, well, goddamn, fine, fuck it, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: Just about everybody imaginable was coming after JT's ass day of. You had black folks getting on his ass for disrespecting Prince and Janet Jackson. And Janet Jackson, we gotta talk about that, too. We gotta talk about that, too. Prince and Justin Timberlake apparently have a bit of a history, which I was unaware of. Oh, yeah, he made a diss song to him. That one song Uh Justin Timberlake released uh Sexy Back mm. and Prince responded at a concert and said um, Oh yeah, he said where did it go? Yeah, so someone's saying they're bring sexy back, well sexy never left. And Justin Which, Timberlake
0: To me, to me, to me, that just is like first of all, first of all, like youngin', you know, you're fucking Justin Timberlake at the time. Fucking bow your head yeah. and be happy this mother this fucking legend. Put your, put his name in your, Put your name in his mouth.
1: Even even referenced your lame ass song.
0: Yeah, like dude, I would be like, holy shit! Like, I, I, it's a diss, but it's in like the cutesy sort of way. Like, it's not like fuck him. It's just like, nah, you you know, I'm that original guy.
1: Dude, I mean, Prince is just kind of a dick. That just seems to be the way he operated. <laughs> you,
0: you you take that one on the chin, you yeah. know.
1: Hmm. Um. And then apparently at some award show. Justin Timberlake was supposed to present Prince with an award, and Prince wasn't there. So, Justin, like, bent his knees and lowered the microphone as if he was, like, presenting it to Prince, but making fun of his height. Oh. JT, dude.
0: Yeah, he probably didn't take too shit. He is not a very humorous man.
1: (laughs) He is a classless piece of trash from the thread I've read about disrespecting Britney for over a decade, which is what I was going okay, to get to. Okay,
0: now, I hadn't heard about that. What does what, what that do? Because somebody brought that up, and I was like, I thought he just did the thing in the uh, Crimea River music video. Remember that? Where, where I was like, oh, that looks like her in the video, but that's all I ever heard. What, what else happened?
1: So, they broke up, and throughout their entire thing, to the press they were saying that they were virgins, they never had sex throughout their entire relationship, but time after time, Justin Timberlake decided to go on TV, go on the radio, and be like, yeah, I hit it, and just to like get some street cred, I guess. But Whoa. in addition to that, you had... What happened was, he was spotted out cheating on Britney first. Then, he spotted Britney cheating on him because for those who don't remember or might be too young cuz this actually was a while ago at this point Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were like the American fucking pop couple and yeah. they they needed to be kept together for like the sake of their careers at the time so even though they knew they were both cheating they both stayed together for the sake of I guess the media but after Justin Timberlake saw Britney cheating on him, he decided to split.
0: Oh, 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 so the, that's when that's when it's gone too far,
1: huh? Yeah, like when, when it happened I to him. I cheat
0: on you, but you cheat on me. Oh, well, God damn it, this has gone too far.
1: Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> he gets an interview with Barbara Walters, this tearful, oh, what did she, uh, she broke my heart interview, followed up by uh, singing a, uh, tearful song at a piano calling her a horrible woman after he cheated on her first, but that's just Ugh. the beginning. Because then Crimea River comes out and then yeah, you got the Britney lookalike. Then what comes around goes around is also a diss. I forgot about that one. Oh shit. This went on for years. Justin Timberlake's dissing Britney
0: Spears more than fucking Eminem ever did Jesus Christ.
1: And the thing is, the reason why this looks so bad was because Britney never sh- she, <clears throat> Britney never fired back. So this was just a one-sided assault for over a decade. Interviews, even talking about unrelated shit, he would still bring Britney's name up for seemingly no reason. And it was especially tasteless because at the time of her breakdown when she was, like, flinging umbrellas at the paparazzi and all that, and she had that really rough period for about, like, a year or two. Mm-hmm. Timbaland, finding out he's a piece of shit, Timbaland was trying to work to get them both to do a joint single, because he thought this is what Britney Spears needed to kind of dig herself out of that slump, get herself back in the public eye. And Britney was like, no, fuck that, I'm not working with you, or, Justin, I'm not interested, and Timbaland fucking goes to the interviews, he goes to the magazines, and he's like, What the fuck? Britney's got this big head about her. All I'm trying to do is save her career, but she's way too good for us, so fuck her, I guess. And it's like, dude, what the fuck did she do to you? And, and there, there's other little things, like Justin Timberlake making the comment about having a Vegans residency, equating that to a retirement plan. Taking a dig at not only Britney, but also, like, Mariah Carey and anyone else who has done that. Which, by the way, that makes a really comfortable living. As as a little summary, you got black people coming at him for his disrespect uh, to Prince. You've got women coming after him for his disrespect of Britney Spears. But then you also specifically have the black women who are still sore Over the Janet Jackson thing, which is why Super Bowl on Twitter was called Janet Jackson Appreciation Day.
0: And and by the way, Janet Jackson put up a a thing on the day of Super Bowl. She said, thank you for all your love, but I will not be performing on the Super Bowl uh, during the Super Bowl. Which pissed me off, because I was thinking, like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if during the, uh... Because he did perform the song, um, you know, the I'ma have you naked by the end of this song. Of course he He did. did. He performed it, and I'm like, okay, that's the song that got you in trouble. Is there gonna be, like, an acknowledgement of it? Is there gonna be something that happened? I was thinking, you know what would be funny? If Janet Jackson came on stage, was dancing with them, right? And then, when they said that I'ma have you naked by the end of the song, she rips off his pants. Like, that would have been a funny line. That would have been so dope. Like, how how great would that have been? Like, a reclaiming moment. You know what
1: I'm saying? See, I think the thing there is she's still kind of blacklisted, so I'm pretty sure they didn't even think of asking her.
0: Yeah, and and this is the thing that pisses me off, because here's the origin of this whole thing, right? So they planned on doing this uh, whole thing. For what it looks like, it looks like it was planned. Like, it would be dumb if in the middle of a performance... My, uh, Justin Timberlake a fucking professional like, you know, performer just decided to rip off a rip-offable part of, you know, someone's shirt. That doesn't make sense. That
1: had to be planned. That is exactly what happened. Janet went on Oprah and actually explained that if you look at the picture, it's a two-layered thing. There was like a, it was supposed to be a red underneath bit, but Justin got overzealous and ripped them both off instead of just the outer layer. And that's why she immediately, if you remember, covered up because she wasn't about to be fucking flashing her tits at the Super Bowl. That was unintentional. That was totally on him, which was why it was so bullshit that she got 100% of the blame.
0: Yeah. So here's what happened. She, um, you know, they they say that uh, they they made up, you know, that they're cool and everything like that. But, you know, they still had to pay the FCC fine of such and such million dollars. Janet Jackson was blacklisted. She had a new album that was supposed to come out that, like, it did all right, but it definitely took a hit because, well, she was blacklisted. People didn't want her. Like, money was lost by people being fucking Puritans. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, you have Justin Timberlake over here. Absolutely nothing happens to him. He is not blacklisted. His current... His career is actually allowed to continue. And then, like, he's, he, he stopped making uh, music for a while. Like, he wasn't blacklisted. He just stopped making music, like, of his own accord. You know what I'm saying? And then he came back, and there were no problems whatsoever. Matter of fact, the song, when you hear the song on the radio, they edit out that line now. You know, when they say the, uh, the, the, uh, hurry up, because it's taking it too long. Boom, I'm up, and then it cuts. And then it just awkwardly goes to the next part. Like, it's not in rhythm or in time at all. It is just completely cut it out. That's the only penalty that he got. Because absolutely nothing's happened to him. He hasn't been blacklisted. Nothing. He has suffered no consequences. And yet, somehow she has. And so, when you have Justin Timberlake getting invited, which, by the way, he has performed three times now, at the Super Bowl, you know, you kind of get like, oh, well, guys, we all know what happened. We all remember the incident in which he ripped off her uh, fucking shirt. So what What the fuck is going on? Like, the person who commits the action is allowed to come back, but the person who the act was committed upon isn't? It's like, so, because in that case, what the fuck are you trying to say about the incident? That it was Janet Jackson's real fault that, because, oh, well, it was her breast that was out. It's like, uh, her breast didn't pop out of the fucking thing like it was too big for it. no. A hand ripped it the fuck off. She didn't hypnotize him into fucking doing it. He of his own volition did it, and so it was like the fact that he is receiving no consequences had to kind of ask people going like, "Hmm, what's wrong with this picture right now? Why is this guy who coincidentally is white, you know what I'm saying, and male, uh, uh, getting all of getting all of the passes in the world, while with her it seems like she's just." dropped out of the limelight for no real reason and make it even more fucked up uh justin timberlake used to at least claim to be close with michael so you think like okay you got respect for you know the fucking legacy that came before you but when she's in trouble you know he doesn't come to her defense you know what i'm saying he says nothing to come to her defense he doesn't try to you know be like hey i'm gonna work with you to try to get this band you know out because it's bullshit no he's just well. I'm glad, uh, white America doesn't hate me, and he moves the fuck on.
1: This week on the Going Off podcast, we've got another double-header Patreon-requested album reviews. <laughs> loud, annoying, asshole-horns.
0: <laughs> what? You know those loud,
1: annoying-ass-horns?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> did.
1: That did not translate. <laughs> We're gonna start with a request from Emma Planas. You might remember Emma as being the person who requested both Arrested Development albums in the past. Well she's back with Sidella Booker Marley's Smilin Island of Song from from nineteen ninety two, mm. which she tells me is a uh, was a favorite album of hers as a child growing up. And uh yeah This is, in fact, a children's album. So this is a first for the show. Darren, (laughs) I'm going to ask you straight up. First, out of the gate, (laughs) as someone who has shown and expressed appreciation for Jamaican culture and all that on the show before from artists that we've talked about in the past, what did you think of Smiling Island of Song?
0: I mean, look, guys, man, you're asking us to review people's childhood memories right now. I don't feel
1: comfortable Mm -hmm. doing this.
0: Like, (laughs) you
1: know, like, you know. Talk about the donkey song, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the donkey song. Like, I'm just listening to this and I'm like, this is
0: the most childish and, like, four children They like, what the fuck am I supposed to say about Like I said, it's like reviewing a lullaby album. Like, what am I supposed nah, to see, say? See,
1: I thought this was a little bit more advanced. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, okay. Than, than your run-of-the-mill, because a lot of these songs do kind of sound like they would just be traditional you know, songs you would sing. Like, straight up, on this album, they do a rendition of Three Little Birds. Yeah, yeah. And it fits in perfectly with the concept of uh, the rest of the album. They're very simply written.
0: They're simply written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like the first song. Okay, can I just say I don't like that type of acting that the the main girl does.
1: Oh, uh, Jenna. Yeah, uh, where she's like, Jenna? "We're
0: going to look at the hey kids today. We're looking at this is like." Stop talking like that. Like,
1: Look, Jenny is representing us on this island tour. She has to spell things out as, <laughs> she has to draw things out as much as possible to make sure we got everything.
0: Yeah, it was like, we're going to the island. We're on the island now. I was like, thank you. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but it was like, you know what? I'm like, I can't even get mad at her. It was the writing, you know, yeah. the writing people, you know what I'm saying? But her delivery, yeah, it just feels kind of—I don't know, like, like over three, this doesn't work. You know what I mean? But, yeah. um, but, but oh my god, Sedella! Oh my god, I love this woman. She's so cool. She's such a natural actor. Like, she's so great. Like, like whereas the one girl, like, I felt like I was on the set of Barney with this other girl. Yeah. Uh, with with Sedella, uh, 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 who's Bob Marley's mother, by the way. Like, yeah. I felt like I was literally on a tour. We were just hanging out, and, like, we were just in the nice, sunshiny part of Jamaica. Like, for real, you know?
1: So, the underlining plot here, because mm. there actually is a plot. Jenny is visiting this island, and, uh, Sadella Marley Booker is kind of her, uh, tour guide. As she walks her around the village and introduces us to, uh, other characters... And, uh, at some parts, talks about the, um, the fruit that grows on the island, uh, talks about the birds that are indigenous to the island. Um, I don't know how in-depth we're gonna go on this. Look, I took notes, mm-hmm. but, Look, I'll um, point it to you like this. There are, at like,
0: alright, so, all of you guys have heard that this is a fucking children's album, like, that's just right. the reality. But mm-hmm. there are a couple of thumpers on here.
1: Yeah, I won't lie. There like, are I, a few songs that are catchy as shit.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like Chichi Bundo. Yeah. Yo, like, all right. First of all, her intro where she was talking about the birds, like they go quack quack, and, quick, quack. I was like, I just felt like a little kid, just like listening to her, just like tell me more, Grandma. You know, <laughs> tell me more, Grandma Marley. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but the song, like, playing like, Chichibata! I was like, oh, yeah, I was feeling that so hard. And then Tingala, the first yeah. one, that was cool. It wasn't great, but it was just like, you know, like, it was like, like, that was the song that was like, oh, okay, this is a children's album. But then with that next song, I was like, all right, they got a couple bangers on this shit. But then they did the Elena. Yo, yeah. I did not like that shit.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing about this album, right? Yes!
0: Okay, I think I know what you're about to say.
1: What happens is, each track, essentially, is a song followed by an introduction to the next song. So, if you're looking at the track listing and you see a track is like four minutes, uh, oftentimes the song is only like two and a half minutes, and the rest of it is a short story that sets up the next song. In the case of Chichi Butto, the song is two and a half minutes, and at the end of it, uh, Cidella just talks about this young girl who got a stomach ache one day. Yeah. And in, in an effort to cure her stomach ache, almost drank poison. <laughs> but, but her mother stops her just in time. And she, and then she's just like, this song is about Elena. And the next song is literally the story you just heard. Yeah, like, they tell you- It's like,
0: I just heard this shit! Oh my god! It's like, you literally just
1: said it, dude! You just (laughs) said it!
0: Why are you
1: continuing? But, but, dude, I mean, you got the song about the jelly fruit, and all that, and then we get introduced to Maddie, (laughs) who is just a, just the jolliest of souls. I know,
0: like, this, this person could be fucking Santa Claus. Like,
1: <laughs> see, Maddie is honestly kind of an asshole. <laughs> you can't help but love her. So what happens is, there's this, all the song about the jelly spreads and they're spreading all this jelly and making all this shit. And then Sadella's friend, Maddie comes by and literally just eats everything. <laughs> And then she's just like, "All right, let me know if you get any more food. Bye! (laughs) And and they're all laughing, and it's like, She just ate all your goddamn food, Mrs. Marley. Are you seriously gonna just let that happen?
0: (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, Everyone's just so fucking happy. And and no one cares. Enjoying life, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, And then, like, and then, you know, and it kind of hurts because there's one part where they get into, like, um, you know, not everything's all good uh, in Jamaica. There's lots of poor people there. But you know what? We're really happy and we enjoy what we have. And I was just like, man, at at one point it's like, you know, you kind of appreciate, it kind of teaches you to appreciate what you have. But on the other hand, you're thinking, like, man, you know, the people of Jamaica, like, how much have they done for, like, the world of music? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like how much they not get credit for? Like this is fucking Bob Marley's fucking mother. Like this is a le- the mother of a legend making a children's album. Like these children
1: don't deserve this fucking music. <laughs> they really don't. What the fuck did the kids do? And I didn't hear this until I was almost in my fucking 30s. It took me this goddamn long to hear about this kids <laughs> no, album.
0: Like, I'm like how is I how am I not heard about this?
1: How is this not just like considered and talked about as one of the best children's albums? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we get uh the Banana Boat. You know the one. I
0: really didn't like it. I really didn't like it because No. The ori- no, the original song is like it communicates the idea of um Slave labor? I mean, yes, in a way, but... <laughs> Harry Belafonte's version, like, you hear the stress. You hear the... That's true. You hear the 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 prison song of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we, we're making a song out of this so that our, our, our labor goes faster. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you heard that in that song, and it's sort of an indescribable thing that you just feel. And with this children's version, it just kind of feels like, man... It's like sanitizing it, you know? But I did enjoy the uh, Three Little Birds. That one fits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. a song just about hope. It's just a song about being happy and being hopeful, you know? Um, then we get to fucking... There are a couple of songs on here that are just like, okay, yo. Uh, so I... Uh, back in the day, the, the Kings of Comedy... Was a comedy special I used to watch all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And they had a part in there where they were talking to Cedric the Entertainer. He says like, man, Jamaicans, bro, that reggae music, they'll make a song about anything. And I mean, (laughs) anything. Oh boy. (laughs) He's like, woke up it. He's like, woke up this morning. I was hungry. (laughs) I thought I'd make myself a sandwich. (laughs) I got looked in the cupboard. It was bare i had peanut butter but no jam oh help me now why oh i uh, i was like yo fucking sweet guava jelly dea. it's literally about making a sandwich <laughs> i was like what the fuck like way to prove it right then you have wee gooey the silly worm which, oh
1: boy, oh boy, isn't that a silly worm, that ooey gooey? Yeah,
0: like, the story is literally, she says, here's a story about a worm that gets run over. And the song just tells you the exact same thing that she just said. Like, yeah. ooey gooey was a silly worm. He went out into traffic, he thought he was smart, and then he got ran over. Let's, uh, start the song ooey gooey was a worm who thought he was <laughs> really smart and then he got ran over it's like okay i already heard it like there's a there's a thing about presentation where you know yeah you say this song is about you know when you're down in the dumps and you're feeling low you know and then the song doesn't start with i am down in the dumps and i'm feeling low like that's not the that's not how it goes you don't just say is. how you it's like you don't just say how your characters feel that makes me angry <laughs>
1: The track Ui Gooey the Silly Worm that tells the story about ooey Gooey the Little Worm, um Sadella's donkey steps on who is they knew it was Uigui the Silly Worm, by the way. <laughs> they were able to identify this dead worm or dying worm by its uh by its remains. And they're all very somber about it because they recognize that it is in fact uh the the worm they knew as ooey gooey. And they stop and they're like, oh no, what, what can we do? Well, well, nothing. First of all, I don't think we <laughs> are gonna be able to do anything. A donkey just stepped on a worm. But then it goes into a song that's, that's kind of not about ooey gooey because ooey gooey got stomped up by a donkey. In this case, there's this whole backstory of ooey gooey's a worm and he used to live with his family but he left his family because he thought he could survive on his own. And then he managed to for a long ass time. Yeah, yeah. But then he, he wandered off onto the onto the highway or some shit. It's like he got stepped on by a donkey. You just saw it happen. Like, wait, did he like does this happen normally? Like does he normally get squished? And you revive him only for him to get run over again and again? <laughs> Can we talk about my friend the Colin man? Oh my, okay, so,
0: so they tried to do the thing where they were like, um, we called him the colon man. Oh, is that because of, like, the city in Venezuela or something like that? I was like,
1: okay, if you heard colon man, no one would fucking think of fucking city in Panama. They see this guy, and he's, he's dapper. He's apparently dressed in a zoot suit. Dressed to the nines. Flexing his chains, his zoot suit. And he's over there. And they decide to sing a song about the colon man. Now, here's what's so funny about the song to me. Mm. Is that halfway through, they stop. And Sadella Marley goes, Oh no, he looks like he's sad. I think he might think we're making fun of him. (laughs) So, we're gonna invite him in. And we're gonna let him sing with us. And, for the rest of the song during the chorus. (laughs) This made me laugh every time, by the way. There's like Colin, man, and he just goes, "That's me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking is a that's me. <laughs> he sounds so creepy. That's me. <laughs> Shut up, Colin, man. We know. Who else could it be? One two three four, Colin, man, come that's me. One two three four, Colin, man, come that's me. Uh, and then we get the song about reggae music. Ja wanna dance? That was it's, a good one. Uh, uh, it was a little too long and repetitive for yeah, me. It just of kind these, of repeated the same thing uh, over and over again. Some of these are going a little long. Especially for a kid's album. Kids have short attention spans. Yeah, like- Ella Marley. You gotta keep them short. Uh, then we get a really complex story, I thought. They fucking explain it, like, one and a half times already. Yeah.
0: Like, it's like, tell the story of this, 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 and this, 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 and this. Oh, well, here's the story where this, 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 and this, this, this. this. It's like, all right, I fucking
1: got it. So, our old friend, Maddie, comes by, and she's like, Oh, Siddha Marley, I wish I had a watermelon, because remember when that cart broke down and all those watermelons yeah, like- fell into the street? And they were all smushed, and then Cedella Marley gets all serious, and she's like, Oh yeah, um, Jenny, there was a time that uh, (laughs) this guy was driving a buggy full of watermelons, and um, the horse fell the fuck over, and the whole cart broke, and it tipped out, and all the watermelons spilled out onto the road, and the driver got really mad, And he picked up a stick and a big fight broke out. (laughs) It's like, wait a second. Why did a fight break out? (laughs) So it was just like, I'm mad too. (laughs) And that's not even really conveyed in, uh, in, uh, Debuggy Brook. It's just him going, oh no, my cart. Yeah. Oh, where's my horse? Oh no, my watermelons. He's not starting a fight. Then we got, uh, Brown Girl in the Ring and Little Three Birds. And, uh, what I thought was an interesting addition, uh, a track where Jenny helpfully, uh, identifies all the instruments that were used on the album. So all oh, the kids can, can learn some. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool. So, overall, out of a score of a possible five, what would you give this album? Uh, i give it a three. I give it a three, uh, as well. I, as a little bit of inside information, I adopted your method of rating albums this week. I rated every song individually, took the uh, took the average, and uh, that's what uh, that's what I got. And this album got a two point nine five. So I'm gonna round that up to uh, to a nice respectable three. I'm gonna let you let the fine folks know. Who requested uh, Dedication 6 by Lil Wayne.
0: Alright, so this album was requested by John Speziale.
1: This album, every every track, because it's a mixtape, samples a beat of a pretty well-known to very well-known recent track, and Wayne has got some friends along. I was not particularly impressed by Wayne at all on this album. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. It's just the same fucking Wayne on every track. The same shit you've heard him say a million times is on every every track of this album. The, the first one, the first track, Fly Away, is probably the most interesting because he's working with a type of uh, songwriting here. The first track samples the DNA beat, which, by the way... That's incredibly ballsy. Last week on this very show said it was one of, if not the best rap song of last year, Wayne to be so brazen to open the album uh, by sampling that beat, dropping uh, the D word on the second line of the song, leaving me with a bad taste in my mouth, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. I guess yeah. he had to get it out of the way. I appreciate he only did it the once. I guess yeah. I have to appreciate it at all. So with this one, um, what Kendrick does with the, you know, um, I got this, I got this. It's in my DNA. Mm-hmm. What Lil Wayne decides to do is he messes with that formula by actually breaking down what DNA stands for. The first time, right, saying, right, right. "I, I got Doja Narcotics Actavis is that's my DNA." So that's 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 your drugs one. Then later it goes, "I got Dracos Ninos Automatics. That's my DNA." So now he's talking about guns again not really breaking new ground for Wayne talking about drugs and guns but if that's what you're here for if you're a fan of Wayne and what he does you're going to get a good bit of that uh on this album he does a decent job of keeping up with the beat but he sounds like he gets tired sometimes like it's almost too fast for him yeah, like it's yeah. almost a bit too much um but that was one of the better songs on the album I think you were saying that this was like one of the best mixtapes you've heard in a while, so I just want to hear your thoughts on some of these tracks.
0: When I first heard Fly Away, the first part of the song, I was like, okay. this Fine. Then the second half kicked in. And, oh, because like, alright, alright. The fucking first first part of the uh, lyric is like, she got dollars, nut, and alcohol all over her TNA, which Oh, wow. yeah. Okay, but um, then she snort all that KKK, and this broad needs A A A, like A A A. Yeah, like you know, A AA A and A A A are two different things, right? Like, like one's Alcoholics Anonymous, and one is AAA <laughs> that you call when your car broken.
1: She did so much cocaine. She's gonna need to have her car towed.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what? I, I that actually what
0: that actually comes back around and makes sense. Yo, okay, look. Here's my fucking thing. Here's my fucking thing. He goes oh. the fuck off on the second oh. half of this out al- on the second half of this song, and then the next song starts, and like there's no beat. He's just rhyming over the he's just rhyming and rhyming and just the words are just fucking spill it out and then the beat finally comes back comes in and he's still just fucking rhyming and then like he just goes to the next song and he's just still fucking rhyming and it's just like dude like there are parts where the beat drops out and he's just still rhyming like these couplets and phrases and putting all of these syllables together and it just sounds like the dj's just like you know i said the song is over right like, I stopped the, <laughs> and he's just like, "You just gonna keep- all right, fuck it, just bring it back. <laughs> and, like, and he just continues fucking rapping. Like, dude is not fucking done until he says he's done. I am not fucking kidding you. I have heard this guy's music for years, near, 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 years. okay? I have listened to this guy. I've heard his greats, and I've heard his lows, man. Nothing has ever gotten me like this mixtape has gotten me. Like, I have, I feel all of that, like, that, like, fucking, that fucking, uh, that just feeling of, like, treasuring a piece of music and, and really, like, listening to it and enjoying it. I got that from this album in a way that I feel like all the people that brag to me about Lil Wayne back in, like, the mid-2000s, you know, got that feeling of, like, just, like, That he was the
1: greatest rapper alive.
0: Yeah, like, you have to hear this shit. Dude, oh my god. Okay, so he says, he says, I don't need her out here filming niggas. I'd rather, I'd really rather have her steal from niggas. I really travel like a pilgrim. Cush loud as Fred, screaming, Wilma, nigga. I was like, holy shit. And then just let him, he's talking about like, he shot this dude, or whatever, and he says, like, just let him bleed, and ignore the blood, just let him be, and ignore the buzz, I was like, holy shit, like, the way this motherfucker's twisted phrases, and he says, yo, on Eureka, yo, he's like, she snort one line, she want a sequel, she snort two lines, she want a threesome, she snort three lines, and yell Adidas, I was like, holy shit, oh, fuck, yo, Yo, dude! And then he says, he says, when I bust, I yell Eureka. When she bust, she yell for Jesus. Drop her off, af- drop her off at the cathedral. Then she came back with a bunch of singles. Holy shit! This motherfucker brought, just just bragged about a chick stealing money from the church to give to him. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: Overall, I wasn't as impressed by his wordplay. That's that's a pretty funny. Uh a picture to paint though
0: <laughs> like here's the thing this album has absolutely nothing important in it the only thing no. I, like like I- i'm willing to say that straight out but like you know what wu tang glass first album didn't have that much important shit in it either you know what i'm saying True. like it's just like this is magnificent skill man Fuck it. just bear witness like to this guy just in in such in shakespearean modern shakespearean detail tell you how much better his life is than yours <laughs> you know like it's just like this is what i want to hear when a motherfucker just forgot because it's like if you're just gonna brag at me like if i can't get anything from it you know uh spiritually or uh, intellectually just give me something that's fun give me something that i can listen to and go like oh shit i couldn't have thought of that how the fuck did he come up with that you know what I'm saying? That's what I want. And he just fucking, this, mother, the only way I can describe it is like, this motherfucker is like overflowing with rhymes. Like fucking, the cup goddamn runneth over. Like he's just, the, the, the rhymes just, like you're just like, you're like floored from the verse you just heard. You're like, oh my god. And then like he just pass out. And then you come to you and you're like, holy shit, he's still rhyming? And you just pass out again. And he comes to me and he's like, holy fuck, he's still coming. Alright, well, like the shock just has to pass eventually, and you just have to go like, "All right, well, I gotta, I gotta go back and just listen to this again." Because holy fuck, like, dude, holy shit! When he says this line. He says, "I got a bitch in mind. I call her anytime. She told her, but it's fine. Together, we six nine. Like, oh fuck! Look, he says on bank account. Oh, he says, uh, you know that line? He's like twenty five million on the Saint Laurent jacket. Yeah, bitch, you gave away. You dumping your ashes. He says, 25 million on a nice big old mansion. And bitch, I still haven't invited your family. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh "Oh, shit. And then he says, bitch, you washy wishy. Y'all can't trick me. She said, God forgive me. I said, nah, I'm busy. Oh shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god. Oh my god. And then he said, and then he said, he had this one line where he says, uh, smoking so much weed, I just might fuck around and hug a tree, a tree without a bird, because I deserve every fucking leaf. Like, holy shit. The detail, the random jealousy of birds, like oh my
1: (laughs) god! (laughs) See, I wasn't nearly as floored by half of this shit. This
0: is—it's just so. It just seemed like
1: like like bars are bars and rhymes are rhymes, and I pre—I like I I am impressed by the flow and how he keeps going, but most of the time. It was just, like, what the fuck ever to me. Like, half, really? half of the shit he was saying was, like, I don't fucking, like, just because you rhymed a bunch of shit, if it didn't mean shit to me, it's whatever. Like, th- that's what majority of what I got from this was basically that.
0: I don't know. I guess it's just, like, like, alright, I guess the warning label is don't come into this shit looking to to understand anything about the cosmos
1: and about life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, no, and I wasn't expecting to, it's Wayne, but also, yeah. I wasn't I See, wasn't that, trying to they... compare it to old Wayne, either, I was trying to, a clean slate for this was just like, alright, I'm just gonna listen to this as is, I'm gonna follow along with all the lyrics, make sure I don't miss anything, um, I want to backtrack a, a bit to, uh, to track two, uh, Every Day We Sick, which, I'll just let the listeners at home guess, uh, what beat that samples. This is the second song in a row. I make notes about things I referenced. I noticed I, I, along I think the way. I know
0: what you're gonna say.
1: Second song in a row where he a makes reference to how vaginas smell. Oh, which that, that was not. What I, I was mean, thinking. <laughs> that's like that's okay. I, I guess that that might say something more about you than than you think it does. But it also is the second song in a row he uses the line line between love and hate and it's like if you're gonna do that spread them out you know like it seemed like dude is this gonna be the whole fuck thing where you're just gonna repeat fucking lines no
0: no no no. you know what you know what line he kept fucking de- repeating you know whose which name one was that couldn't could not come out It could not stop coming out of his mouth colin kaepernick
1: Oh, dude, I mm, I've got that written down too. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just
0: hold on. Was stand down like Colin Cap, and I'm Colin Kaepernick with the because I don't play or some shit. Just like Jesus, we fucking get it.
1: Wayne's stance on Colin Kaepernick is questionable. Uh, if you listen to the tracks on the album and uh, the ways he decides to bring them up, um. Everyday we sick, halfway through, he talks about uh, killing a woman for not giving him a safe combination, which is just it kind of comes out of nowhere, but just yes, just bear with me. It's fine. Um I wasn't a huge fan of that track. Uh boys to menace, which, which is it is incredible wordplay. That's, that's awesome. It's weird the alumni of young money. That Wayne decided to have involved in this album. Because it is yeah. very the list is short, my friends. But on this one, it's gouda gooda. You see me with a no Stevie Wonder on this track. He's twice. whatever.
0: Twice. He's
1: on this album twice. You could have had. Let me think. Who could you have had on here? Drake Spring uh, is the obvious one. <laughs> who? Could have you could have had T Streets. You could have had T Streets. You could have had Lil Twist, Lil Chucky. Yeah, what are um, they doing?
0: What are they? What's their busy schedule like?
1: I I know Tyga is is busy, so maybe not him. Uh, but yeah, there's a few people you could have went with. Good have good whatever. He's he's fine. But there's he's this other guy. Okay,
0: there's an other guy who shows up, and he has one good verse and one whack verse. Like, cause he says like, wait, let them all in, bet them all in, put me in the jungle, I get us all mixed. Don't play with my wave, know what? Let them all sink. I was like, alright, that's kinda
1: cool. I'm trying to think of which guy you're talking about, cause one guy was the fucking saving grace of this album, in my opinion. There's
0: one guy named like Hoodie For Real or something?
1: Oh, fucking, uh, you're talking about the guy I wasn't too impressed with. You're talking about, hold on, I got it written down, Hoodie Baby. Yeah, Hoodie Baby. Hoodie baby, I could take or leave. Hoodie baby, Euro no Euro. That was the guy. Yeah, Euro is the fucking masked stranger. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> can I just get a whole album of goddamn Euro? Jesus, he Christ. was killing, and they only had him on two tracks. That was such a bummer. Yeah, it was like, yeah. fuck, I want more Euro. But um, uh, Boys to Menace was up until that point. Uh, in my opinion, the best track on the album so far, and the only track on the album were Wayne Does That Really Annoying, I'ma Hit This Blunt Before My Verse Starts oh, thing. Oh,
0: well, you know what was another annoying thing that he did? What did he do? Uh, there was one song where, um, they, like, auto tune. like, it, uh, I mean, there oh, was auto-tuned God, his voice.
1: goddamn auto-tune, yeah. But it was, like,
0: high-pitched, for something. Yeah, that I was did.
1: fucking terrible.
0: And you could tell that the uh, the auto tune was working particularly hard in this song.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was
0: just like I can hear, like I can hear that it's off beat, like it, that it's off uh, off pitch. You know what I'm
1: saying? Uh, Eureka. I was not a fan of Eureka at all. That was the one that had the terrible auto tune outro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get. Why you'd be yelling Eureka when you orgasm? That's that's whatever, but that's oh, fine. Oh yeah, yes,
0: Shazam! <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the line that got me that I'm trying to figure out is where he goes. I got two keys of that Bieber, which I understand. You, you're he's white. You're talking about Coke. That's fine. Call him Justin and Justina. Why would I do that? Because because
0: he's saying uh he got two like like its twins and you know how people name twins like you know a girl's uh, okay. name and a boy's name that that, okay. that
1: that's what he was going for there okay uh, okay the next track five star which is a uh i, I don't want to call it a parody but they do this every so often on the album and i appreciate it when they don't do it
0: oh when they uh, no i love when they do that it's so creative cuz like it's taking the sound that you originally know and just like riffing off of it so many times. And like every time you think he's going to like stop and just repeat it, he comes up with a new one. And, you know, i come to find out a lot of the earliest uh, rap songs were, were parodies, you know, that they were because they didn't have, you know, their, they couldn't make their own music. And so they would riff off of other people's music. And that's how they made, you know, that's how they made music. And a lot of it is steeped in like, here's this thing we already know and let's play with it. And so, like, to jump from, like, hearing that and then, like, jumping back into the modern day and being like, oh, my God, like, it's still here. This is that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't know. It, 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 it made me sort of really feel it on that
1: level to, like, go back and, like, you know, compare. You know what I'm saying? Later in the album with the song Exo Tour Life, which, can you do that? Um, that song is a prime example of what I prefer. Where- Wait, can you do what? uh, just name a song uh, another song. Yeah, I was like, don't you have to, like, put, like, remix or something? Like, he goes from just Bank Account, and then the next track, Exo Tour Life. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do that this whole album, and all of a sudden you're just straight up lifting yeah, song titles.
0: some of the songs would be, like, They're similar to that song, but it's obvious that it's not the same, uh, uh, song. Like, like, Every Day We Sick instead of Every Day We Lit. And some song, like, one song's just called Young, even though, like, it has absolutely nothing to do with, like, the original song title, you know?
1: Yeah. But see, what I like what he does with EXO Tour Life is you got the recognizable beat, but the flow is different. Like, he's just doing what he wants to do over this recognizable beat. What they were doing with Five Star, which I wasn't as wild about, is they're doing the rock star, like they're doing it to the same, and it's like, eh, that's where I was like, that's too much like song parody to me. Yeah, I I got you on that one. Eh, You can mix it up a little bit. This is the one with with, uh, Nicki Minaj, who I think does a fine job. Yeah, she's Um, fantastic. She has the first of many Colin well, Kaepernick references. Yep. She says, "Bitch, get on your kneecap." I don't mean c-cap. <laughs> I like it. That's fine. Uh, then Wayne chimes in with more obnoxious auto tune. Could have done without that. Um, then you get this questionable line: "Act like a act a jackass like Steve O, then disappear like Neo." I, I is he what, saying, like, Neo is, like, obscure? Yeah, I, like, I don't know what that was a reference to. Was that a diss to Neo? <laughs> I don't know what that was I about. I have no idea. And and you look it up on Genius, it's like, well, Neo hasn't had a single in a while, so maybe he's referring to that. Like, I wouldn't want to jump to that conclusion, though. Yeah. That he's just straight up disrespecting Neo <laughs> for his... Inconsistent outpouring of music That's
0: just a random thing to say Like it just feels so out of nowhere Like I, Cause didn't he have Like he's been featured on a lot of people's songs lately So it's just like I don't know it's like, And it's weird for Lil Wayne to say that Cause he hasn't really had like a
1: big hit in a while Yeah that's true When the fuck have you had a radio single Yeah
0: that'd be like a fucking MC Uh 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 who fucking uh MC Ren Came out with a song is like, Yo ass is oh. irrelevant, like, uh, Kwame
1: and the fucking polka dots. It's like, well, I mean... <laughs> there was one line that annoyed me in bank account. Say she wished that I had Nikki with me. Say she'd lick her with me. S- what? Why are you trying to force... This bullshit sexual tension between oh. you and Nikki as if you guys are fucking.
0: Man, I am so, like, I, 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 I'm I, just blind to that now. Like, I can't even, I don't even pay attention to that shit anymore.
1: It's, it's just annoying that, like, A, I've got a female rapper in my clique, so the gimmick is of course fucking I run fuck trains her. on her. Like, what yeah. the fuck, dude? She's made a name for herself. She doesn't even need your ass. She's been doing fine. EXO tour life we get the second Colin Kaepernick reference. Uh, Does it look like I'm playing Kaepernick? And what I have written down here is uh, dude seems to be aware of the Colin Kaepernick situation, but at the same time claims that racism doesn't exist. Wait, who? Wayne. Oh, yeah, with that stupid-ass interview. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Where it's like, all right, so does it, Not, like, are you, you know what the deal is, right? Like, you know what's happening there. Yeah, and then he even had that one time
0: where he was, like, on stage and he was like, Black lives matter, my life matters, your life
1: matters. Uh, when I was a kid and I got shot, or when I shot myself, I forgot who did that, if that was 50 Cent or Wayne. No, he shot himself, Um, that was Wayne. Uh, and it was like, and, and the white police officers helped me when the black officers stepped over my body, so that means racism doesn't exist. Like... No. <laughs> no. Very much no. But okay, that's fine. Uh Babe E we get in EXO Tour Life who oh, I didn't yeah. care for.
0: Yeah, with the really soft voice.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and then the outro, they just straight up lift the lyrics. To yeah, Exo they Tour literally Life. just
0: repeated it and I was like, "Well, that's not fun." Like now that you've done these different versions, like I want to hear another version
1: now, you know? Yeah. Uh, let him in, we get Euro again, or Euro for the first time, uh, and, uh, speed- and, uh, Cory Guns, uh, from the, uh, Six Foot Seven Foot, uh, who gives us a speedy verse, and then he says this line, I'm a stand-up N-word, Cory Kaepernick, bitch, I don't know what to call you. Does he agree with- the protest
0: or not i think the point is that it's just supposed to be a play on words like this i'm a stand up nigga uh but it but wait that doesn't work because if he's saying i am a stand up dude like colin kaepernick the person who didn't stand up didn't
1: stand (laughs) i
0: guess (laughs) i guess like metaphorically he stood up like but that's you can, oh, okay, okay. you can see how that would get kind of confusing. You could see <laughs> how that they, would get kind of confusing.
1: They've got way too much use ah. out of Kaepernick. Ah. And luckily, I think that's the last time they do it, but that's way more than you ah. needed to do with that. Like,
0: I get the feeling nobody, like, talks to each other about, like, hey, just, just to ask, is anyone else
1: doing the Colin Kaepernick thing? Then we got Young, which, uh, samples No Limit by G.E.Z. The line... I get the money, spend the money, then I miss the money, but it come right back, right back, right back. That's frisbee money. I think he means boomerang? Because frisbees don't come back? Yeah! Uh, <laughs> and, uh, in, in response to the, uh, fuck with me and get some money, he decides to go, Y-O-U-N-G money. <laughs> and that's really stupid. Yeah. I like that. Or, um,
0: or on Blacken Out, remember where he goes, like, uh, some it wasn't him, but someone had a line where he said, "Like they trying to build a wall, man. My dog's gonna hate that shit." And build underground railroads so the Maybacks fit. That was pretty cool. Like, yeah, under, literal underground railroad. But I want to be able to fit my car in <laughs> there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that that's the second track with Euro. Yeah, it kind of sounded like Drake. Yeah, that's I my thought he did good. Man. Um, even though I think Wayne might have missed the point. Of why Jay-Z kept saying the N-word in Story of OJ. Yeah, He just kind of, like, (laughs) did what Jay-Z was kind of talking about there. About Um, the point behind it. In My Dog, we get the, uh, mandatory, obligatory Lil Wayne, uh, Too Much Shit on My Mind, I Need a Plumber. Uh, Of course. On the song What's Next, he has two shitty parts where he goes, uh, You know my eyes, nice and low, like I make egg rolls. Oh. Oh, That was a bad one. And then later, he does what I swear we talked about on our Christmas episode. I got three hoes following me. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) I'm down the chimney. (laughs) So, overall, all things considered, uh, Darren, the one and only rap critic, what would you give Dedication Six?
0: Oh, you just go drop some of the wh- the weak bars and be like, now give me your
1: positive rating, <laughs> dude. Honestly, if there were blow away lines, I would have wrote them down. I didn't really think yo, there were that many. Yo, there was one line. What did he say? He said,
0: uh, "He said, whip Milky. I'm a sip filthy. I sip this shit just like it's healthy. Who split it? Wait, my bitch guilty. Uber Uber. She'll be missed dearly.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I girl,
1: forgot about that oh, one. Like-
0: there was one lyric, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, he said, um, at the end of one song where he kept fucking like changing up the lyric, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, oh, I, I, I switch her whip to, uh, to a Mercedes. Now she's screaming, rest in peace to Mazda. Put her ass in a dumb Mercedes. Now she's screaming, rest in peace to smart cars. He <laughs> <What? laughs> said, I said, switch her whip. Put her in a Mercedes. Now she's screaming rest in peace to Uber. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know. For me, I give it a five out of five. I think it's solid as fuck.
1: Overall, an average, I got a three. Really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, those are both Patreon requested album reviews. Uh, A little reminder for folks. And if there is an album that you want to request for the Going Off podcast, you just got to check out our Patreons. All the details are on there. It's patreon.com slash rapcritic and patreon.com slash muse. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you very much. All of our old episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search going off podcast. That's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Please subscribe to us on the YouTubes because YouTube is kind of iffy these days. And if you got some extra pocket change, consider helping us out on Patreon. But That does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. And until next time, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic.
0: I really gotta fucking go because I gotta do
1: the (laughs) stream.